Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small kids, coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hi, friend, and welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today, whether you are a regular listener or this is your first time. I really cherish this connection that we can have through this podcast. Today is a really special episode. It feels special because it's the first time that I'm really sharing on this platform the seasonal model that I move through myself personally and also as a coach supporting others through transformation in their working lives. You know, the world moves in cycles, in rhythms, in ebb and flow. The moon moves through cycles every 28 days. The seasons move through cycles. The breath moves in cycles. They are everywhere. These contractions and expansions, these beautiful musical rhythms that are all around us. We are not linear beings as much as that belief has been driven into us and as much as most of our workplaces would like us to believe and and work in that very productive kind of linear way but that's antithetical to who we really are as living creatures who evolved in the midst of these rhythms and our relationship to work the way that we work the identities that we carry throughout our working lives those need to change in cycles too Many of the people that I support feel lost and bewildered when what they thought they wanted in their working life changes or when what used to be going well isn't really going well anymore, when they feel like they have no clarity about what they want. And these periods that we move through are not a problem. These are normal parts of our journey as conscious people who are offering something to the world via our professions. But we relate to these times, to these seasons, as if they're bad and unnatural when they're not. They are, however, (laughs) uncomfortable and challenging. And a lot of us were never taught how to work with them and move through them in beneficial ways. So my aim today is really to help you see your working journey differently and to start to recognize where you might be in your cycle, in your vocational journey. This awareness can help you understand why you might be feeling how you do about your work right now, and also which actions and perspectives can help you make the most of where you are so that you're not fighting it, but you're working with it to really grow and shift in the ways that your deeper self is asking you to shift. I've been working with the seasons as a model for vocational development for about five years and very intentionally for the last two. And as I was moving through this process and as this framework was sort of becoming more known to me, I would attune to the rest of the natural world around me and I would notice that I wanted to mirror and was even unconsciously mirroring what the other beings in the world were doing around me. And we all do this. I'm sure you do this too. That instinct to rest more in the winter, that sense of revitalization in the spring, the slower pace of a hot summer day. But even though my body and my spirit shifted with the changes in the seasons, I noticed that I expected myself to keep working in the same ways at the same pace all throughout the year. So there was a misalignment between who I was as a part of the natural rhythms of the earth and who I was as a working person. And this misalignment disconnected me 
one, from my body's needs and what my body was telling me it needed, but also from an ancient and wise rhythm of life, death, and rebirth. It disconnected me from the real joy of knowing my sacred place in the web of things, which we each have. So on one hand, a seasonal way of living and working is a reclamation of what you already know in your blood and your bones. It is in your DNA as an ancestor of people who lived according to the seasons around them. And that may have been four seasons like I'll talk about today. It may have been a dry season and a wet season. It may have been a totally different rhythm depending on the ecosystems that they were in. But the core of it, the core of living in a rhythmic, cyclical way is part of you no matter where your ancestors are from, no matter what the seasons around you look like, and no matter what's ahead for us as a species on a planet whose climate is dramatically shifting and whose seasons are shifting. So I use the seasonal model in two ways. One, to guide my actions and teach others how to guide their actions throughout the year so that we are living and working in alignment with the rest of the ecosystem around us. This is an acknowledgement that we are part of this ecosystem, that we are part of this world and these seasons. And it's really a devotion to living more organically, to living at a more natural pace, to living in ways that honor the shedding and new life and rebirth that we need to go through, that the world goes through. The second way that I use this is as a way to understand mine and my client's relationship to work and the cycles that that relationship goes through. So while it may be the spring outside of my window, I may be in an autumnal phase in my relationship to my work. So while we go through the so-called wheel of the year in real time, we are each going through our own individual seasons that move at their own rhythms. And in some ways, we will sync up with what's happening in the natural world around us, which is beautiful. And at other times, we may also be in a totally different phase in our career than what is happening outside. And both can be happening at the same time. So what I'm going to share with you today are the four overarching seasons that I work with. Their main traits, an overall theme for each, a skill that I focus on developing in that season, and ways to know when you're in it and what to do when you are. And you can use these insights as ways to be present with and work with the season that you are actually in, that you see in the world around you. You can also use them to take care of yourself as you move through them individually in your own unique relationship to work. And that will make more sense as I go. As with any framework that anyone develops or shares, please take what's useful here and let go of anything that just doesn't resonate. This is a work and art in progress and I'm still learning how it wants to be expressed. If you live somewhere with different seasons, you know, listen to what I have to say, but please make it your own. I want to empower you to take what's useful here and make it what you need it to be for you. Also, just to make things a little more nuanced before I dive into the four seasons, I just want to say that there are actually 12 that I work with. Each season has three what I call micro seasons that follow the zodiac calendar. For example, the initial chill of an early fall day when the sun is in the sign of Libra is a lot different than the dark, wet, bare feeling of a late fall day when the sun is in the sign of Scorpio. So today's episode is kind of a higher level overview than what I normally walk my community with or through each year. 
So I'm going to move through these seasons now and I encourage you to just listen with a light touch without the need to kind of analyze or like figure out where exactly you are. I'm still learning how we move through these, you know, the seasons in the natural world are quite long and robust and the transitions are very fluid. I'm learning that as we move through these vocationally in our professional lives, the pace can be a lot different. We may be in a summer phase for a couple of weeks and then we're right back into the fall. Um, So I really trust your intuition and whatever stands out to you with where you are. And you can always listen to this episode, you know, in a few weeks or a couple of months and just see what stands out to you then. I want to start with the summer because it's what most people are familiar with when it comes to their working journeys. Most of us think that this is where we should be all the time, (laughs) that it's a problem when we're not. But in a seasonal model, we remember that no season lasts forever. And thank goodness, right? If it was always summer, life could not regenerate or we would all live in a desert landscape, which is beautiful in its own way, but not what I want the entire planet to become. So I want to share with you the main traits of the summer season as I experience it here in the Pacific Northwest um, and what the summer might look like in your professional or working life. So in the summer, there is a lot of light. The summer officially begins with the summer solstice around June 20th, which is the height of the sunshine. It's the longest day of the year. After this day, the light will begin to wane slowly and slowly all the way until the winter solstice, the darkest day of the year. But in the summer, there is a lot of light. There is also a lot of heat because with that closeness to the sun, of course, comes its heat. And we are learning how to balance the heat of life, of activity, of fire, with the need for hydration, rest, and water. It's a period of really joyful activity. In a balanced summer, like the ones of my youth, there is a lot to do and enjoy. There's a lot to share. There's a sense of openness and a real priority, I think, placed on fun. There is also the risk of drought, of fires, of heat stroke. Just like the winter, the summer can be a demanding, harsh time where we really have to learn to have fun, to be active, but to use our resources judiciously and wisely. Vocationally or professionally, this is a season when we can really enjoy mastery in something, when we have a lot to share. We might have been in something for long enough that we can really just enjoy it, where we're not in that like learning phase, but we can just have fun. We can make it our own. We might mentor others. We can handle and hold the level of activity. On the other hand, if we are overexerting ourselves, it can be a time of severe burnout where we're working the long days, but we're becoming dehydrated. It's a time when we can see clearly if we know where and how to look, right? Because the light is long lasting, the days are long, the plants are bearing their fruits, we can see what is here, the growing season is at its zenith. And that can be abundant and joyful and clarifying. It can also be really overwhelming if there is too much to carry. One of the insights that I've really benefited from is learning how these seasons manifest in our breath cycle. And I learned this from Kyle Freeman, who is a breathwork teacher, and I'll put a link to her website in the show notes. And in one of Kyle's classes, she was walking us through the cycles of the breath and mirroring them or pairing them with the seasons. And 
The summer season is at the top of our inhale when we pause and we hold in our fullness before we exhale. So it's that sense of like fullness and slowing down, not doing anything, but just feeling that expansion, that capacity. I work with a theme for each season, which just helps to hold some of the some of its wisdom and help clarify its invitation. So the theme that I work with for summer is fruition. So what has died in the fall and winter and was planted in the spring is here now fully expressed. What we thought was a weed is now a raspberry. What we thought was, you know, just plain dirt has now you know, brought in new flowers or tomato plants or whatever is here. We can see what is here. There's a fullness and an abundance here. The skill that I invite people to work with in the summer is alignment. We really have to stay close to what hydrates us in the literal summer and in the metaphorical summer throughout our professional lives. We need to be highly attuned to how we can use our strengths, how we can mentor others and receive support. Because again, the summer is inevitably hot and active. There's growth, there's fruit to pick and enjoy and share. Our role is to see that and be in relation to it without overdoing it, without overgiving, without forgetting to drink water or swim in the river. So we want to stay really aligned to what makes sense to us with what hydrates us. And one of the best ways to work with flow in our professional lives is to know and work with our strengths because it's a way to expand our activity and really give and contribute in a way that's not depleting us. So that's something that I really want to focus on in the summer period is what are my strengths? How are they showing up right now? And how can I make them even bigger so that I can have more fun and contribute more? So some ways to know if you are in the summer season professionally are one, to look at how you feel about your activity level. You know, is it too much? Is it a fun kind of too much? Is it a new sense of abundance and giving? Or is it a very familiar sense of really just having too much to carry? Are you feeling dehydrated in your day-to-day life and work? Two, how long have you been in this particular line of work? Does it feel like you have mastered or are mastering something? Is what you're doing now clear? Are you out of that learning or initial kind of getting to know you phase of work and are you kind of fully established? Have you borne fruit? Have you shared or grown as much as you want to be growing right now or is there a little bit more to go? Are you mentoring or sharing your fruits with others around you? Is there a natural desire to share what you know or to teach others or to to impart some learning on the community around you? Alternatively, you know, is there a forest fire of destruction raging within or around you is something that was established burning away. And that can be very painful, of course. It's painful to witness as we have more of these forest fires, especially here on the west coast of the United States. But naturally, forest fires are extremely beneficial to the landscape. And of course, the native inhabitants of this land worked with fire in a wise and thoughtful and conscientious way, which I hope is returning to, um, you know, white culture that manages land here. But there may be this sensation of fire and destruction that you see in yourself as you relate to your work or that is feeling externalized in the work around you, whether that's things falling away or things just 
falling apart or feeling really hot and overbearing. So if you feel like you are in the summer season or if you recognize when you have been in one and know that you will be in one again, you can tailor your actions to work with it in a really mindful, beneficial way. You can do these things in the literal summer and or if you just resonate with the description of summer that I just shared. I really trust your intuition to know which season you're in as you relate to your working life. So in the summer, if the activity is feeling good, focus on having fun. See how much fun you can have. Like if your work was to have as much fun as possible, what would that look like? Because in the summer, you're in a period of mastery. There can be a levity here because you've gone through the period of establishment. You're here now enjoying the peaches that have grown or the blueberries that you can pick and it won't last forever. So how can you have more fun? How can you do more work that is enjoyable, that isn't in alignment with your strengths? And how can you balance your activity with water, with actions that connect you to hydration, to flow, literally like going for a swim or drinking more water, or metaphorically, how can you let your emotions really flow? How can you make your shower or bath a sacred act? Really focus on letting that element of water and flow into your life to balance the heat of that activity. Also, really focus on sharing your abundance with others. Speak about what you know. Become a mentor. Live into your strengths. Live into what is feeling natural and like it has energy behind it. If you're overdoing it, you probably know, I don't need to tell you, that you probably need to dial it way down. While the summer is a time of growth and abundance and joy, creatures like evergreen trees or large animals know not to overdo it right now. Water is scarce. So make moves in the sacred dawn or at dusk when it's cool and see if you can slow things down in between in the the height of the day when it's really hot and you are called to rest. So that was our first season, the summer. We move through many summers, literally as people living on this planet, and also metaphorically as people who are on vocational journeys. We have all been in summers in our working lives and they look different every summer is different and you will go through more summers as you continue to grow and contribute to the world around you at the end of summer things start to shift and we enter the fall season the light is truly waning now and it will become the darkest it will be all year in the autumn The autumn equinox occurs on or around September 23rd when light and dark are balanced and we enter into that shift into the darkest part of the year. The temperatures are cooling down, the rain is returning, the growth is slowing, right? The fruits are gone generally, but the heavy starchy vegetables like squash and corn are coming in now. The the big hearty dahlias or sunflowers are here. The deciduous trees, the maples, the oaks, They are about to undergo their yearly magnificent transformation and release. So the plant kingdom is dying away with its last offerings to us and to the world around them. Vocationally and professionally, this is that time when you've been in your summer and you're beginning to sense that you need a shift or that a shift is calling you. The work might start to feel different. It might start to feel kind of 
boring or like you're doing the same thing over and over again. It might start to feel unusually or unnecessarily challenging where there was once a flow and a sense of fun that is not there right now. You may start to see yourself differently or want to see yourself differently. You may have a craving to see what other possibilities are out there for you. You may also have the sense that it's time for this role, for this job, or this professional identity to fall away, even though you don't know what would come in its place. Again, working with the seasons in the breath cycle, Cal Freeman teaches that this is the exhale. When we exhale and empty out the breath, we are in that fall period of truly letting go and exhaling what we no longer need, what our body can't metabolize. The theme that I work with in the fall is release, which I think is probably obvious if you've ever seen a deciduous tree letting go of its leaves in the autumn. The skill that I work with and invite others to work with is containment. We need containers for our grief, for our letting go. We really underestimate how much we need to mourn in our journeys as working people. We need to mourn the lost opportunities, the sense of being misunderstood, the sense of you know, hoping something was going to grow in the summer that didn't. There is grief here in our lives as working people. And without strong containers like a daily centering practice or other practices that ground us, without confidants like a therapist, a coach, or a mentor, we can really resist the letting go because it's so big and scary to do ourselves. But the autumn comes every year and I hope it continues to come and it comes for us in our working lives too. We really resist the dying process, the letting go, the exhale, but it's a necessary part of our journey. It holds the promise of rebirth and liberation even though it can be very, very uncomfortable. Most people are actually pretty clear when they're in the fall season. If they just take a minute to kind of get quiet It's that instinct that you just need a change and most people kind of ignore it or don't want to listen to it because it's very inconvenient. (laughs) But there can be, there's this very clear sense, like a crisp fall day, that something just needs a change, to change. It might be a desire to make space, to clear away, cut ties, to let go, even when you don't know what else you would do. And by the way, you do not have to know what else you would do, what would come in its place. You know, the trees that drop their leaves every fall, I don't know if they know what exact type of leaves or how many are going to come back in the spring, but they let go anyway, right? And we need to do the same. It can also be that things are falling away even though we don't want them to. There can be this sense of like feeling like things are out of our control, that something's being stripped away even though our ego or our mind resists it or clings as much as it can. And that can be major change or minor change, but if we work with it, it is always life-giving. So if you feel like you are in the autumn phase of your vocational journey, or if you recognize when you have been in one and remember that you will be in one again, here are some ways that you can work with it in a conscious, helpful manner. The death process happens every autumn, whether or not we want it to. And so our role here is to take deep care of ourselves and try not to resist the natural letting go that is underway. I mean, you can imagine if you never exhaled, right? It's just unsustainable. It's just not possible to fight. Our role is to accept that something within us is ready 
to let go, to be let go of, and to stay open to the clearing out that has to happen before anything new can be planted. We need to make space in the fall season, and one of the best ways to do that is to play around with letting go of our identities, to imagine ourselves without our job title, without our role, without income, without status, without our resume. This exercise, imagining letting go of all of that, can give us clues about what is feeling heavy and needs to be released and what is at the core of us that wants to come with us into the coming winter. We have to be wise in the fall and let go of what needs to go so that we will survive the winter and come back to life in the spring. And containers like a daily centering practice, mindfulness, intentional movement, and real self-compassion can make that letting go much easier and less painful. So that is the fall season, which we move through every year here in the Northern Hemisphere, and that you will move through dozens of times throughout your professional life. The autumn season in our vocational journey can be terrifying. It can be beautiful. It can be mournful and full of grief, and it can also be incredibly liberating. So I encourage you to embrace it in whatever ways you can. Then we move into the winter season. The winter solstice is on or around December 21st. It is the darkest day of the year. And from here on out, the light will return. The days will get longer until the summer solstice in late June. The winter is a sacred pause. The leaves that fell in the fall are composting now. The soil is dormant. Creatures are hibernating. The snow brings a sense of quiet. We are in the underworld, shifting in ways that we may not even be conscious of yet, just like the seeds beneath the soil are doing. And like the summer, winter has a harshness to it. It can be incredibly restful and beautiful, and it can also bring icy destruction. So there is a duality here, uh, an edge here that we walk just like in the summer season. Vocationally, the winter is a time when we are restoring our nervous systems in a transformative way. We've just let go of all that was living on our branches and we are here now, bare, recalibrating at our roots. There's no, there are no leaves to draw in the sunlight anymore. We have to focus on what's beneath the soil with the starches and carbohydrates that we can draw up from the depths of us. We may have no idea what is going to grow come spring, and that is okay. We don't need to know. Our role here is to take care of ourselves so well, to nurture our soil so well that we can be with what's here and receive the rebirth of spring when it's time, which might be longer than we'd really like to wait. The winter can also be a time of stagnation where its icy grip has got a hold of us when we feel totally stuck where we are without any hope for movement or change. We may have let go of something in the fall and now we're still waiting for the replacement and it's fucking hard. And a seasonal model can help us to remember that even in the depths of winter, the light is returning and the spring will come. So how can we be here open to thawing slowly, open to letting whatever sunlight is here melt us, open to possibilities that just haven't made themselves known to us yet? In the breath cycle, Kyle Freeman teaches that this is the pause at the bottom of our exhalation. 
before we inhale again. So you can imagine like at your root chakra at the base of your spine, you have fully let out your breath and you pause empty before you inhale again. And so the theme that I work with in the winter is integration, where we need to allow what we've just let go of in the fall to make itself settled, to settle in. We need that dust to fall. We need to be able to see with new eyes and see what's here. And so the skill that we work with is attunement, where, you know, it's not like the summer where we can just see what was under the soil this whole time. And we can, the days are long and we can just look around and we just see what's obvious here. It's not like that. In the winter, we have to practice deeper listening. We have to not push. We have to really trust our cycles and really trust that something is happening underneath the soil, even though we can't see it. So ways to know if you are in the winter season professionally are to look at your energy level. You may be feeling like you don't have much energy, like you need a lot of rest, like you're metabolizing and processing a lot right now. You may have just gone through a big transition or a letting go and now you're on the other side wondering, you know, what to make all of it or where you'll go next. You're going to need time to integrate what has happened. And for some, that time might be a day. And for others, it might be years. There's no, you know, one model. I really trust your own process and your own rhythm. You may, if you're in the winter season, feel really lost or like you're in the dark or like you're frozen in a situation. You may also be highly attuned to new insights or new information now that you have cleared some space and created a container for them. So some ways to work with the winter season mindfully are to focus on giving yourself time and space to integrate, to not rush, to really move. Of course, you keep moving, right? Humans don't hibernate, so there's still movement. We still go through our daily lives. You may still be working, but to do so in gentle ways that remind you that you're not frozen, that you do have options, but that you're being asked to listen very deeply and carefully right now. Another excellent way to work with the winter season is to tend to your soil, really tending to your body, to your lived environment, to give yourself some space from worrying about work, from trying to problem solve, to trying to, you know, figure it out to really tend to like the soil of you your body your nervous system your home where you live where you work your close relationships and to really invest in the activities that help you to hear your inner wisdom because in the winter it needs you to listen it has something important to say but so often we rush through it we want to get straight into spring because the winter can be so uncomfortable and boring and mysterious and disconcerting but if we rush over that then the growth that we manufacture in the spring is not going to be the robust aligned growth that our soul really needs so the winter is uncomfortable but necessary in order for us to move into the final season that i want to talk about today which is the spring And actually, by the way, I just want to say here that if you feel like you are in either the fall season or the winter season, that I have a 10-day program that is specifically designed for you. It's called Grounded and Gifted, 10 Days of Gentle Reconnection to Your Deeper Self. And it's a 10-day digestible 
practice to help you embrace and work with the fall and winter seasons in your journey really mindfully and in a way that can shift energy and get you moving in a new direction. So I'll put the link to that in the show notes in case you resonate with either of those seasons. So the spring. In the spring, the light is going to grow and grow. On or around March 22nd each year, we have the spring equinox where the light and dark are balanced and the light will begin to grow from here until the summer solstice in late June. In the spring, new life is emerging. We see the daffodils, the tulips, the baby birds, the lambs. The weather is chaotic. It's unpredictable. Hopefully it is still wet enough to sustain and balance us in the summer, but it will become drier and drier as we approach the next season. In the spring, there is an abundance of not fruit, not things that will truly sustain us yet, but an abundance of joyful color, of activity, of potential. The pollinators are out. Things are cross-pollinating. There is fertility. There is life. Vocationally, this is a time when something new is emerging and making itself known. Maybe a whisper of an idea or a nudge from the winter is growing into a real opportunity or a real experience that we can start to see in our lives. Maybe you're starting down a new path or feeling ready to expand or deepen your network of peers and collaborators. Maybe you're feeling ready to learn something new or become a beginner again. The risk in the spring season is that your ideas about what should be growing or your internalized criticism or the ideas that others have about what should be growing in your working life, that those will squash the fragile new sprout that is taking root. This is a powerful season of rebirth, but it is fragile. And so what's needed here is a trust and a steadiness, an openness to what your deeper self or what spirit has in store for you in this next cycle. In the breathwork model that I've been referring to, this is the inhale. We finally take in that deep breath. We expand the blood in our bodies, become oxygenated. We have the resources we need to act. The theme that I work with in the spring is rebirth, which is messy but beautiful and the skill that we can really cling to and strengthen in this season is emergence. Can we trust where the energy is going? Can we trust what wants our attention? Can we stay close to this small sprout that may not show us all that it's going to become yet? And the way that you know that you're in the spring is that there's this sense of like newness of beginner's mind. You may have new ideas that you might think have no meaning or are kind of ridiculous, but there's that desire to step into something new. There's a desire for new conversations, different identities, where you have cleared something away and you've sat with it long enough that you're not forcing change, you're not forcing growth, but there's something new that is ready to grow from the roots and soil of you. There's a fresh start that is still quiet. Again, it hasn't borne fruit yet. It hasn't become fully what it is going to be yet, but it's here and our role is to really nurture it. If you feel like you're in the spring season or if you want to work with it in the literal spring season, I encourage you to stay present enough to not try and rush into the summer which is what most people do. (laughs) Use the attunement that you've practiced in the winter season to stay really close to what is emerging. 
Let your desires lead the way. Be open to synchronicities, to new signs, to people that just pop into your inbox or conversations you weren't expecting. Take the meandering path. Try to be mindful of what you think your work should look like now. Stay close to that inner voice that lives in your chest or your heart that will show you the way, but it's not going to show you, you know, the five-year plan. It's going to show you the next right step. You can play around with cross-pollinating with people that you haven't met before or with new paths that you haven't explored before. Again, without any need to know what it's going to become in five years, but just staying close to what feels good and like there's energy behind it right now. So really opening up to what's here, to all of the color and nectar and pollen that is here, and then bringing it into your heart and seeing what really truly resonates for you. So the spring is really an invitation to devote yourself to your nascent growing rebirth, to give it time, to give it space, nutrients to really trust its process. And come summer, its growth will become more clear to you. You will know, oh, that was a pepper plant or that was an azalea or, you know, this one didn't bear any fruit this year, but I'm going to keep with it because it still feels like it aligns with me. So those are the four seasons that I work with. This is how I design my workbook that I move through with clients. It's the rhythm that my community Cedar Lodge is built around. It's what I talk about in my newsletter. It sort of infuses everything that I do. And I can tell you that this has truly changed my life. We forget, we live as though we are not nature right? But we are. We are here. We are spring manifest. We are the summer manifest as we move through these seasons. We can't help but be impacted by the change of the sunlight or the moon cycles or the seasonal shifts. And so this is a call, an invitation to you to work with the seasons in a more mindful way and to take ownership over the way that you want to move through your life. You know, do you want to work as if you're on an assembly line that never changes? Probably not. So what is the natural world inviting you to do right now? What is your deeper self calling you to really look at? And if you want to steep in the seasons and shift your work, especially as a result, I want to encourage you to sign up to receive emails from me via the link in the show notes. You can sign up for the Grounded and Gifted 10-day program if you know that you're in the fall or the winter season. I want to invite you to come close and walk these rhythms with me and the community that is forming around it. So thank you for being here. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with others who you think could benefit from a seasonal way of living and working. It would mean so much to me if you rated the show or left a review. It helps the work get to more people who need it. Okay, my friend, I'll be back with you in two weeks. Take such good care and I'll see you on the other side.